Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Components. I'm Ren, product marketer at Hereto and your podcast MC. I'm Patrick, CEO here at Hereto. And I'm Jared, lead solutions consultant. Thanks for joining us on our weekly conversation about componentized and structured content. Hope you enjoy this 15 or so minutes of fun talking about everything from data to innovations in AI. All right, let's get into it. Children are just little people. That little people is very loud. John, edit my children out of this. Gosh, he's such a cool kid. Can you hear him? He's mad about something. I don't know what's going on. When you and I talked about this before, there's a super cool point that you made about content driving behavior and how content drives behavior in a increasingly digital first world is becoming more and more important with the way we deliver content. Yeah, sure. So um, I think that all of us are aware that content drives behavior. And even if we're not you know, really actively consciously aware of it, um, I think the reality is that we know that content drives behavior. And in the, in the broadest sense, you know, this can be many things, but, you know, I think we've also seen, you know, we've seen different events in and around our world that have uh, reinforced this understanding. Um, and we, I think we can see that what people uh, read and consume and all those kinds of things, like they drive behavior. And those can be everything between uh, what you purchase, you know, that's typically what you consider to be marketing content. But today, marketing content and technical content aren't, aren't these really two exclusive siloed they're different kinds of content, but they're, they can be used in the same process. Um, it can be, you know, as simple as like a procedure is just instructions for someone to perform an, perform a task. You know, that's content driving behavior, right? Um, the behaviors that you want from your users of whatever your product are, are the behaviors that are going to maximize the value of your, of the, of your product. Right? So when you really think about like, what is, what is your knowledge content doing? is it's something you're distributing to your users so that their behaviors maximize the value they get from interacting with whatever it is that you provide to them. At the very, very most fundamental level, that's what that is. So, you know, I think that this is an interesting way to approach this because, um, you know, it really changes a little bit of the paradigm around how we think about what it is we're putting out and like what the value of it is. Like, is the value that we have uh, full coverage? Is the value that uh, we document every piece of something? Is the value that, you know, we explain, um, you know, every little bit of it? I mean, in some cases, you know, that stuff isn't is important. But at the end of the day, like, you're really looking to out-educate your competition in a lot of ways, right? Like, if you can create a more educated user a more educated customer a more educated employee they are going to drive more value people are what create value like your product doesn't create value it's people using your product that creates value and half of the equation for value creation is going to be how effective people are at you know taking your thing and and, and creating value with it so like you know that's that half is knowledge content like that's what you do when you're creating this knowledge content and it's becoming more advanced, more complex, um, more capable, you know, all those things, you know, play together. And that's the thing that we're trying to do. We're trying to give people tools to do that at scale in a more personalized way 
um, and in a more effective way. I think the at scale part is exceptionally important in all of this because it's efficiency, the desire and the need for efficiency is what's driving this because there's, there's the value of using the tool to uh, provide, people are creating value by using the tool. Um, we could use other tools to do this. It's just going to be really, really difficult. The way the world is headed with content operations and the desire to have different types of knowledge blend together in the delivery, because there's still different types. I mean, there are knowledge bases, there, are, there is technical content, there are manuals, there are all those things for marketing content. The delivery of that stuff is what's now blending. And that blend, you could do it without some of these tools, but you can't do it at scale. You can't do it efficiently at scale. And that becomes exceptionally important when the drive for efficiency gets pushed even higher too. And that's what the system's allowing people to do. It's creating value because it's allowing people to create those different types of content that can be delivered together in an efficient way. Yeah, so you know, efficiency really is at the core of, of all tools. I mean, not just our tools, I mean literally every tool. Like a hammer is just a more efficient rock, you know? Um, and the the human quest for um, producing more to provide you know more value and you know easier lives and all those kinds of things is just building things that are more efficient ways of doing whatever it is that we want to do. Like that's that's really all that that it comes down to. And when you think about content, one of the the paradigms that I like to apply to this that I think is is really interesting, um, at least at a conceptual level, is the per unit cost of each piece of content that is consumed. Because if you really think about that, like that's the only way to draw a line back to something that's more of like a physical hard good. So you can think of like, you know, what is the per unit cost of putting an apple on a shelf for someone to buy it? And that drives the cost of the apple, right? There's a whole supply chain. There's all the things that go from the ground to the apple that's in your hand when you buy it at the supermarket. And that's your apple once you buy it. Well, when you're thinking about content, the the per unit cost is the piece of content that somebody actually reads or consumes or watches or whatever it may be. And when you're thinking about an omni-channel, omni-experience, which means personalized content world where people are going and seeking, you know, their content apples or whatever that might you might want to call them, um, and they're seeking them in such a way where they're going to be very specific to them. The per unit, the, the unit is, is that last thing. It's that last thing that somebody actually goes and consumes. So when you're talking about efficiency in the per unit cost, you're talking about um, the ability for Jared and I to get a different version of the content because he has, you know, because he lives in Missouri and I live in New York um, or because, you know, he's an administrator and, um, you know, I'm, I'm not or whatever that may be. Um, you're talking about the ability to deliver that piece of content in a user guide and also an onboarding and also onboarding materials. You're talking about the ability to have um, a chatbot be able to take out piece of that, a piece of that, return it as an answer, and link over to something that's 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 larger. You're talking about the ability for uh, an employee to see a lot more information because some of it's confidential and a support person is going to need that confidential information uh, to assist in 
um, a support case or a, or a highly technical procedure, um, but you want a simpler version of it for the end user. And like all of those things, you know, if you add those things together, you know, I probably just listed something that could be, I don't know, you know, 10 or 20 different you know, iterations of content. So what these technologies do is they give you the ability to personalize content inside of the same object. They give you the ability to take that object and use it in different places um, or different materials. And they give you the ability to take these materials and push them into different channels. And at the end of the day, this has a multiplying effect in such a way where you may be maintaining one object, but it's going to four different audiences and um, in five different materials across you know seven different channels. And like, I can't do that math in my head. Please don't ask me to. Um, yeah, John, if you want to edit the number in, that'd be fine. 140. Um, but, you know, that's the end. That's that's the end per unit cost. So you're actually driving that cost down by having technologies that automates the process of of putting this one this one piece out into all those places. And that that's really the fundamental efficiency gain with these technologies is, is how it impacts that final per unit cost for the actual experience of somebody grabbing it. That's pretty cool that you can, if you actually drill down to it, you can put a dollar amount on personalized content at scale. Totally. You absolutely can. If you go and you, if you go and you run the math out um, and we have some customers that do this, um, you know, I mean, you have to be pretty sophisticated to the point where you're, you're actually going and tracking this because, you know, I mean, if you want the, you know, the really like cold truth is that, most people who buy our software are doing it because like they just can't get the content out at the scale that they're being asked to. And they're not to the point yet where like, they're like really taking an analysis of per unit cost and being strategic about it. And that's totally fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, but a lot of content teams are like, Oh my God, there's no way we can get this out in the, you know, the quality uh, consistency and channels that we want. Just get us there. You know, they're not thinking about, measuring their, their efficiency in that process. They just want the ability to do it. And what they're getting is they're getting a lot of efficiency, but they're not thinking about it from that perspective. So at any rate, you know, we do have some customers who measure these things. Um, and it's very, very interesting because, you know, on a long enough timeline with a, a sufficiently sophisticated system, the, the incremental cost of content, which is, you know, basically the per unit cost, it, it's an asymptote almost like it almost approaches zero, like it never gets to zero. It's an asymptote. Um, but you know, it's something that starts to, it, it, it comes down every time you add a channel, it comes down when you add different audiences, it comes down because there's a multiplying effect on it. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting from like, just like a, a pure mathematical perspective. I'm starting to see more and more customers once they're in and once they are, creating content in the system and delivering it. And that efficiency has gone up, the efficiency that's being demanded of them, um, along with quality. They're starting, a lot of them are starting that to ask, how do we measure this? How do we, how do we show the efficiency gains? And it's fun to, it's fun to watch customers move from, you know, they're, they're in a state where they're stressed. They need to get content out. It's being demanded of them to then we're getting it out. We know we are. We know it's more efficient for our, our team to create. We know it's more efficient for our users to consume. 
and then to start wanting to measure that and then deliver those those numbers upward, which is it's pretty cool. What are you most psyched about for Hereto in the coming months? Anything in particular? Or just all of it? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think that there's a lot of stuff happening technically, and you know, I'm I have a product background, so that stuff always gets me gets me excited. Um, but I think that you know, more broadly, I'm just I'm really, really excited to see where this practice is going, like the industry, like the the state of the art, uh, as it relates more to how people are approaching these problems and the ecosystems they're building to solve them. So, you know, we work with a lot of partners and they all have different approaches and they all look at different, they all solve different problems. You know, they're, um, they, you know, they come at, uh, different parts of the organization for different problems and they solve different things, but it's really, really interesting to start seeing the partners that we have that build ecosystems, uh, that will never be single tool that will always have an aspect of, uh, needing to connect a number of things together and deliver something, which is, um, what I would call like, you know, a piece of hybrid knowledge that, that to me is really interesting. And I love the fact that we're seeing more of our customers go that route. We're seeing more customers get to the level of maturity where, um, you know, these are not single system pipelines where they're not, you know, like, um, you write your content, you push a button, it becomes a PDF or a web page, And like, that's the whole pipeline, right? You know, like these straight pipes, I mean, they're great. And like, they're, they're good because they do put content in front of people and like, they do accomplish a goal. And like, you know, obviously those straight pipes become, you know, they get built onto, but it's the, it's the multi-system, more dynamic, more um, sophisticated, like ecosystems that deliver content that I think are really exciting that have many pieces to them. They're not single system. That's, that's the stuff that I'm really, really, really excited about uh, going and working on more. Nice. Jared. Um, I, I'm particularly interested in the people aspect as well, because I really, I'm an educator at heart. Um, and so one of my favorite things to do is to see, take everything Patrick was mentioning about the technologies and the, the pieces that are in play and I particularly enjoy the intersection of describing how the systems can all, the pieces can all fit together to meet some, meet a team's needs to solve that problem for them, whatever that uh, particular content problem may be, and then watch them get really excited about it. And then with, particularly with Hereto is to, to see the tool changes and how excited people get about the experience of using the tool. And people will, it sounds maybe a shade ridiculous to say, but there's a reason why we all like Slack. There's a reason why we like using these different pieces of technology. Um, They're enjoyable. People do enjoy engaging with them. And Pareto is an engaging system. And it's, it's going to be very, very exciting for me to help people solve those problems, put the pieces together and watch them be excited about the solution and then be excited about this tool as well that you know i have a i'm a part of a team that's building this tool this company is building it and it's cool to be a part of that and then to watch people be excited about that thing we're all putting so much effort into amazing all right boys good shit guys love this 
Catch you on the flip side. Catch you later. Thanks, guys. Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.